Welcome to Conversations with Brianna, where we have real and raw conversations that will grow your mind, body, and soul, and help you become your healthiest and happiest self. Let's talk about going into the new year. How are we feeling? Do you experience any excitement or extra motivation going into a new year? I personally think that there's a lot of value in reflecting on the previous year and then reflecting on what you want to do going into the new year. What are some big life circumstances that happened this year? What kind of life lessons came your way? What amazing memories did you create? What do you want to let go of from this year and what do you want to bring into the new year? In going into the new year, I think reflection and intention setting can be so helpful, especially if we don't want to live our lives on autopilot. What would you like to accomplish in the new year? What version of yourself do you want to strive to be? What do you want your life to look like? You know, take time to actually think about these things. Because if we never slow down to take a second and take stock of what's happening in life, where our life is going and how we might want it to change so that it doesn't just continue to kind of just be more of the same, we need to reflect and have at least some sort of intention around making the kind of changes we want to see. So getting an idea of what you want to bring into your life in the next year is a great first step in making sure it comes to fruition. You can't change without awareness. You can't change without having what the difference is between your current self or current life top of mind. You can't change without changing something. I know this sounds so obvious, but you can't change without change. And that requires awareness, intention, and usually a plan of some sort. So if you needed a reminder or a sign of some sorts to actually take a second and Reflect on both the past year and the upcoming year. Here you go. Make sure to go do that. I think a lot of people have pushed this notion that trying to change in the new year or having New Year's resolutions is bad. You know, it's not what you should do. And I think this comes from an overcorrection of those who are just trying to help people understand that lifestyle changes are for the whole year. They're for the long term, not just the motivation of new year, new me. And I understand that and I get that part of the message. But at the same time, if you feel really inspired and motivated to make some new changes going into a new year, why not make use of that inspiration and motivation? How can you use the energy of going into a new year, help you start to make some changes? That being said, I do think it's important to... See if you may need to approach things differently than maybe you have in the past. People usually get real amped up and think about the new version of themselves they want to be or all these changes that they want to implement. January 1st or 2nd comes around. They start doing the thing, but they're one, usually diving in too deep too soon. And two, they're purely relying on the motivation of the new year. And I think there's also an element of people, again, thinking about it more in the sense of a more short-term thing. We'll use the example of weight loss. People think, okay, I'm going to change my diet and go to the gym for the next like three months, lose weight, cool. Instead of thinking about it as becoming 
someone who has a healthier lifestyle overall, makes healthier decisions overall, sets up a lifestyle that supports how they want to look and feel, and becoming the version of themselves that lives that kind of lifestyle, that's completely different. A completely different mindset, completely different energy behind it. So yes, I am encouraging if you feel extra inspiration and extra motivation going into the new year to make some sort of changes, definitely make use of that. But also watch where your mindset is. Just do it in a smart way. We'll grow your mind, body, and soul. So what is it that you want to change about your life? If you want your life to look different next year than it did this past year, what aspect of yourself or your life do you need to work on? What is the difference between your current lifestyle or the current version of yourself and where you're trying to get to? You know, and thinking about whatever it is about your life that you want to change, what does it take to get there? And this is where some planning comes in. Maybe for you, that's starting by making a plan for the first week of the year. Maybe it's making a plan for the first four months. Maybe it's making a plan for the next year. But you need to be intentional about change. Otherwise, it might just stay as an idea that you try to work on. But because there's no actual kind of plan, you don't end up following through and seeing results. A plan could be as simple as deciding that you're going to go to the gym three times a week and only eat out once a week for a month. And then you can see how that went for you and see what maybe you can add on top of or change for the next month. Maybe it's looking at the entire year to plan out your nutritional periodization so that you can approach things in a smart and sustainable way this time. And none of this is going to be perfect, just FYI. You are still human and this is still reality. So do make sure that you have those expectations. But having some sort of game plan will make such a difference in you actually following through. You could have a plan to eat healthier, but what does that actually mean? That's too broad. What does that actually look like in your daily life? So if you know that there's something specific that you want to change about your life, you really have to think about, okay, what is it going to take to actually get to that place? And what can I start doing in my day-to-day life to get me there? And once you have a game plan, it is so helpful to think about how can you actually set yourself up for success? For example, if you've decided you want to eat out less, you need to plan and make habits out of making sure you have enough food at home. Or if you want to eat healthier meals, you have to be intentional about what you're buying and making until your habits change. If you want to get fit, you have to plan for fitting in gym and activity time and everything that goes into that. Setting yourself up for success also includes having some sort of backup plan. If blank happen or doesn't happen, here's what I'll do. You know, if I can't make it to the gym for my one hour lifting session today, I can still go home and go on a 30 minute walk. And another huge key for setting yourself up for success also includes working on your mindset and knowing how to manage your mind, but that is too big of a topic to touch on for today. So think about what about your life do you want to change? What does that mean you'll need to do to make that happen? And what can you do to make sure that you do those things or make taking those actions easier? And there are so many different places where people get stuck in this stuff. One is losing the awareness or even just the having the goal no longer top of mind. It just falls to the wayside as you roll back into your day-to-day autopilot. So what can you do to make sure that doesn't happen? 
And then people don't really make a true game plan. Eating healthier is not a game plan. It's too broad. And even if you have that plan, you have to see and understand whatever the big umbrella goal is, such as eating healthier, actually looks like in your daily life. Intentions to change are great, but the intentions are not what's going to get you from point A to point B. You have to have an actual plan in there to get you to take the actions that will get you from point A to point B. And then there's the mindset. Again, that's a whole other discussion for another day because that goes so deep. But as an example, if people don't do things perfectly, it becomes so easy to just quit whatever they were trying to do. Or they don't have great mind management tools to help them see how they can get past their own blocks and everything that goes into that. And I'll just throw in here, this is where working with a coach can be so, so helpful because you don't know what you don't know. That's not just a catchy phrase. Like take a second to actually process that. You don't know what you don't know. And that can really just make things more difficult for you in ways that you truly can't even understand because you don't know. You don't know what you need to maybe work on in terms of skills or what kind of information you might need to seek out. Sometimes that's not the case. You do know. But if you have trouble following through with something or getting the kind of results that you want, there's a block there that you clearly, you're missing something. You're missing some sort of piece to the puzzle. Working with a coach can help you with this in so many different ways. One, they've got so much experience and knowledge that you likely don't have and help you figure out what you don't know, whether that's truly information-based, whether that's showing you what kind of skills you might need to cultivate, whether it's showing you your own blocks, helping you understand yourself better so that you can start showing up differently. Coaches help give you different perspectives. They can show you where you can make reframes and mindset shifts. They can help you cultivate the skills that you may need, which may include planning skills. It may include mindset skills. It may include mind management skills. And outside of that, coaches help you set up a solid plan that actually works for you. And as you go through it together, they can help you cultivate the skills of understanding if something's not working in the way that it needs to for you to get your desired results. How can we assess that from an observational standpoint and make changes to see what actually does work for you. And then they guide and support you along the way. And you know, I'm kind of pivoting topics here, but a lot of people in the health and fitness space tend to preach around this time of year that the last thing people need to do right now is do some some kind of like 30-day challenge. And I agree, it's probably not the best solution for people to reach their desired outcome. However, I really do want to provide a different perspective, especially for those who feel like they need some sort of extreme just to get the ball rolling. You know, let's say the idea of some sort of 30-day challenge that, again, may not be the best for a sustainable long-term solution, probably is not going to be what gets you your desired results, but it's something in the ballpark of what you're looking for in terms of change, and it's making you feel super motivated, I say go for it. Try it out. Now, there are some 30-day challenges out there that are just absolutely not worth your time whatsoever, but let's say you find a 30-day challenge for a step count or 
you know, even going paleo or Whole30. And I understand I'm probably going to ruffle some feathers here. And again, it may not be the best idea, but I don't think it's necessarily a bad idea if you go about it with the intentions that you are going to get yourself to start changing your habits and then simply use it as a learning experience. I think that is a huge key. So hear me out. Let's say you find a 30-day challenge that feels really motivating to you. So I'm going to use going paleo for 30 days as an example. Let's say you realize you really want to start eating healthier. And the idea of paleo sounds really appealing to you right now. And you decide January comes around, you're going to go paleo for the month of January. I'm just going to throw it out there that I don't think going to extreme ends are always necessarily a bad idea if you go into it, again, as a learning experience. So let's say you're going through this paleo challenge in the month of January and you're practicing your skills of being dedicated and committed to something and seeing it through and pushing past mindset blocks in order to follow through. Okay, that's good. Practicing those skills is a great thing. And then let's say you hit the end of the 30-day challenge. What you don't want to do is let's say paleo is too restrictive for you and you are so excited it's over and you are so excited to go get to eat whatever you want to eat and now you're just shuffling all sorts of who knows what down your face, maybe even more so than before paleo. Okay, well, (laughs) that clearly did not end well. But let's say instead you end the 30 days And you are excited for it to be over. Let's say it was too restrictive for you. But going about it in a smarter way, you take a second to think, okay, that didn't quite work for me. But what did work for me? How can I keep components of eating better than I was before in while also making it more sustainable? You know, maybe during paleo, you found healthier recipes in foods that you enjoyed that you wouldn't have otherwise. And maybe in ways it did help you cultivate different habits of making sure you're going to the grocery store and getting enough food for each week. So you simply look at it as what worked, what didn't. Hold on to the parts that did work for you and then think about how you can make it more sustainable. You know, paleo is fairly restrictive. So maybe that means incorporating more foods that paleo doesn't quote unquote allow, but you're still going to the grocery store and cooking 90% of your meals. You're eating a wider variety of whole nutrient-dense foods than you were before. You're prioritizing protein more than you were before. You're eating more balanced meals than you were before. Keep all of that in. And then just also add in maybe the foods that you really missed. Finding what can help you keep the good habits while making it more sustainable. And that's just an example of how you can use something like this if you feel like it's what you need to help get the ball rolling, but then use it as a learning experience to ultimately make it more sustainable to help you get the desired results that you want, even if that's just simply eating healthier for the long term. And this works for other things outside of eating too. Maybe you choose to do 30 days of no alcohol 
again, a poor outcome would be coming out of those 30 days and really missing alcohol and going out with your friends and binge drinking the moment that you can. But maybe, and I think this is where I just want to put in a note of like discernment for yourself, like be honest with yourself with what you think will work best for you. Possibly taking this approach is definitely not for everybody. But let's say that you want to cut down on your alcohol. Maybe for some people, yes, you just need to find a strategy to keep it in, but cut back on it. But for some people, maybe going 30 days without alcohol ends up being a really great experience. And you learn that you can go out with your friends and not drink alcohol. You can have a great time without drinking alcohol. And that doesn't mean you have to completely cut it out after the 30 days, but maybe you've incorporated different habits or learned a little bit from your experience that you can then take moving forward. The same thing can go for movement. You know, I'm not going to knock a 30-day step challenge. If it's what gets you moving, if that helps you build a habit to where you're moving more in your day-to-day life, that's awesome. And I'm just going to reiterate, if you do something like that, And and especially if you find it's not sustainable for you, that's okay. That doesn't mean abandon ship. It simply means assessing what about it is making it unsustainable for you. And then how can you keep in what you've learned from the experience, what it's helped you with, while making it more sustainable? And I'll also say one more time, stop trying to chase a specific outcome And instead, start chasing a new you. Again, if you have an idea of something that you want to be different about yourself or your life, think about what that means in terms of changing how you show up in the world, changing aspects of your lifestyle. Think about stepping into that instead of being hyper-focused on the specific outcome. So I think that is where I'm going to end it here for today. And I personally hope that this next year is such a great year of change and transformation in all of the best ways possible for you. If you are consuming my content, if you are a part of my community, we are about growth. We are here for the growth and all the messiness that comes with that, all the discomfort that comes with that, all the imperfection that comes with that. We are still here for it. Because I want you to truly start living your best life. And if anything in this podcast made you realize that you want more support and guidance in your health and nutrition goals, definitely reach out to me. Because actually creating a plan and getting yourself to take action will put you on a completely different trajectory than just having the idea. And having someone there to help you navigate through all the messiness that comes with change truly can have such a big impact on where you end up. Again, I want to see you flourish and grow in all the best ways possible so that you feel good, you love yourself, and you love your life. So if that is something that interests you, definitely reach out, connect with me through Instagram or my website so that we can get you on the road to being a healthier and happier you. And thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast and found it helpful and think that others might find it helpful, definitely share it. That means so much to me. I hope you have a wonderful day and I will see you in the next episode.